Welcome to T. Rowe Price's Confident Conversations on Retirement. My name is Michael Davis, and I'm thrilled to be your host. I've spent my career working to help people build a durable retirement. It is such an honor to do this work and an even greater privilege to be with the retirement experts we have with us here today. These professionals can help you feel more confident about your own retirement, whether you're planning for retirement or already there. So today we're talking about what you can do if you have a 401k plan with your previous employer. My guests today have lots of experience in helping people make decisions with their legacy 401k plans. I'm joined by certified financial planner professionals, Marty Allen Baugh and Samantha Smith. Welcome to the show, Marty and Sam. Thank you. Happy to be here. Really great to have you here. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average person between the ages of 67 and 74 has held 12 jobs over their lifetime. Now, almost half of those jobs, according to the data, were between the ages of 18 and 24. So let's say that after that, they have, on average, six jobs. So chances are that those jobs are the ones that they would have meaningful participation in a workplace savings plan like a 401k. So the question is, with several different 401ks, what do you do with the retirement account that you've left at that old job? And if you don't know what your options are, if you don't understand what to do with those legacy dollars, it can sometimes feel a little bit overwhelming. And I'm sure for some people, maybe feel like a confidence killer. But it doesn't have to be. And that's why you're here. So Marty and Samantha, can you tell me what people who may have an old 401k plan at a previous employer would need to know? and some of the common questions that you tend to get about it. I'll start with you, Marty. Sure, Michael. Most investors or individuals we work with have old 401k plans, and their big question they have is, should I leave it there or should I bring it with me? It's like, should I stay or should I go? Is their common questions they have for us. How about you, Samantha? Do you have any comments on that question? I often see a lot of people having questions about what's available. They think that okay, now that I'm not with that employer anymore, I have to move it or I have to take it with me and make these decisions. So I'm excited to talk about those options because that's not always the case. They may have more options than they think they have when they leave an employer. So a, a basic question that I hear asked fairly often is, how do I even know if I left a 401k plan behind or even a pension at another employer? And who do I ask to find out? Samantha, I'll start with you. So this process actually isn't always that easy. There's not a centralized location where someone could log into this one website and be able to find, okay, these are all the old retirement plans that I have in my name. I would say start with checking in with that old employer. Sometimes on their website, you may see it. Talking to an HR rep, you can at least find out where that retirement plan is held. And when you reach out to them, hopefully they'll be able to tell you if you don't already have an old statement or anything like that, and that'll give you an idea where to start, which companies to call, and see if there's actually an account balance in your name. Marty, anything to add to that question? I agree with Sam. It's worth calling those old employers. You may think, well, I never participated in any type of retirement plan, but you may have been auto-enrolled in and you never knew it, or you may have been receiving employer contributions and didn't know it as well. That's really great advice. How do I get access to my old 401k plan, Samantha? Just curious, what thoughts would you have to offer on that question? So whenever it comes to accessing your old retirement plans, any money that you've put in, plus potentially employer contributions, depending on if you are vested in them, which means the access you have based on the years of employment you've spent with them, based on that, you may be able to take it with you. 
And in that case, the best place to start is with that record keeper. So the company holding on to that plan, they will inform you of the best process to make changes to your account. They'll give you the best information about process, if there's paperwork or not, if you have the ability to log on to a website to view the account. They're the best resource to really understand what options you'd have in the process going forward. Excellent. So, Samantha, what options do people have with an old 401k? And the title of this episode is Four Options with a 401k. So I assume that you have four things you would put forward for us to think about. (laughs) Yes, there's four options. And whatever option's best for you is always a little bit different. But in general, you can, one, start taking money out of the plan, and that's receiving the cash to you. This is where you may be taxed as ordinary income. You also may be taxed and penalized depending on your age. So the IRS will potentially penalize distributions 10% if you are under 59 and a half when you take money out of a retirement plan. It's because it's designed to save for that potential of retirement. The other options would all keep your money continuing to grow for that goal of retirement. So if you don't need it today or you want to keep it deferred and growing for retirement, you can, one, keep it with that same employer. You do want to make sure if there's any minimum account balances, sometimes they will force you to take it or make one of the other decisions if your balance is below their minimum, maybe between $1,000 and $5,000. Otherwise, can stay right where it is, can help in making the decision timeline. You're not forced to make those decisions right away. The other options is to take it with you to a new employer plan. Check with your current employer and see if they allow you to combine old plans. Checking in with the company that's holding that 401k plan or workplace retirement plan can be helpful there as well. And then the last option is to take it into an individual retirement account or an IRA. And those differ from workplace plans because it's sponsored by you, not the employer you work for. And so that allows a place separate from employment that you can put some of these retirement assets. We've been talking in terms of uh, 401k plans, and those plans obviously mostly sponsored by corporate sponsors. But does it work the same way with other types of plans like a 457 plan or 403b plan? Samantha, I'll come to you on that question. All of those types of plans, 401ks, 457s, 403bs, they're all employer-sponsored plans. The biggest difference between them is the type of employer you have. So 401ks, those are the for-profit companies that are out there. 457s, those are the government employees. And then 403bs are for nonprofit types of employers like schools, maybe healthcare systems. So all of them are pretty similar in that you're deferring a portion of your income. You have the potential for employer contributions, but the type of employer that you have will change the type of account it is. Now, the biggest difference between those three is that potential for an early withdrawal penalty. So 401ks, 403bs, you're going to get that 10% penalty But 457 plans, those are the ones for government employees. Those are the only types of plans that are not going to charge you that 10% early withdrawal penalty if you're taking it out before that age 59 and a half. So that can be something to consider when you're thinking about 
whether to leave your money in the account you have or to take it with you if you have that type of option if you're a government employee. Outstanding. Marty, any comments on that question? It can get a little confusing with the 401k plans. Let's say you do have a 457 or old 403b. In the past, there were some challenges in moving between plans. Some of that has been eliminated. I would recommend instead of getting frustrated or confused, go to your current employer, talk to your HR department and find out what are my options. I have an old 403b. Can I roll it into my current employer's plan. And they should be able to help you through that process should you want to consolidate. Excellent. Thank you so much. Next question. If I leave a current employer to go to a new employer, how quickly do I need to make a decision about how to treat the assets that I've saved in the current employer's plan? And I'll start with you, Samantha. So if your balance is over the minimum that your plan requires, usually, again, between that $1,000 to $5,000, then you have time. You're not forced to take your money out right after you leave. And typically what you had while you were employed will remain the same even after you've left employment. Now, if your balances fall below that amount or if you don't know if your balance is above that amount, I encourage you to reach out because sometimes they could be cashed out or maybe automatically rolled over for you by the end of the quarter. So that could be pretty short after your employment date, depending on where in the month or where in the year you leave employment. But again, if it's above those amounts, then you can keep that there and you have opportunity and time to make your decisions. How about you, Marty? Yeah, that time, it could be a big benefit as well, especially when people change jobs. They have a lot of decisions they need to make right away, healthcare plans, maybe moving, working with a new employer. So a lot of times when we work with clients who are making that career change, they do like to hear that, oh, I don't need to do anything with my old retirement plan right now because they have so many other decisions to make. So that can be a positive advantage for them. What if you just want to leave your money with the employer? Is it okay to do that? And are there certain pros and cons to leaving the money where it is? And I'll start with you, Marty. Michael, there are some pros. You may like the investments There may be special investments offered by your old employer in that plan that you can't get anywhere else. So you may decide you're more comfortable leaving your money in the plan. The investment fees also may be cheaper as well. Let's say you left a large employer and they have some really reduced fees when it comes to their investments in their plan. You may not be able to match that on your own or with your new employer. So those are some positives of staying in the plan. Also be careful if you have company stock in your old plan You may decide to leave that as is because a move may force you to sell some of that stock and you may lose that investment option and also some appreciation ability as well. Samantha, I'd welcome thoughts from you on this question as well. I think it's important to think with any of the four options. It's like any shopping decision that you're making. There's going to be pros and cons to each of those. So any of those times you're making big purchasing decisions, you're comparing the costs, you're comparing the features. Do you like the investments? Do you like the services? And those are all important to consider when you're looking at making your decision. There are some cons of leaving that money in that old employer plan as well. One, you could have limits on your distributions. A lot of plans, it's all or nothing when you take the money out. Also, there's the nuisance of every time you change your address or even change your email address or have a name change, you got to go to your old HR department and make sure they have that information. 
that's when you can have these lost accounts that can occur. So there are some care and feeding required, especially if you're going through your career and moving. You need to make sure that old employer from 10 or 15 years ago knows where you live, uh, knows who you are, if you had a name change. What should someone consider before they cash out of that account? Michael, when you change jobs, you have the options of withdrawing the assets from your retirement plan in cash. While we're doing so, can cost you significantly in lost savings. Your account is subject to a mandatory 20% federal withholding. And generally, if you're younger than 59 and a half, you'll also pay a 10% early withdrawal penalty with certain exceptions. So for example, if you change jobs at age 45 and you decide to cash out the $50,000 you hold in your previous employer's 401k plan, you're gonna pay about 17,500 in taxes and penalties assuming you're in the 25% tax bracket. That's an enormous cost for accessing $32,500 in after-tax money. Cashing out may cost even more if the withdrawal increases your taxable income enough to push you into a higher tax bracket. Most importantly, you're giving up the powerful potential for compound growth you would have by continuing to invest those assets in a tax-deferred account. Very helpful. So we've talked about cashing out. What about rolling over to another 401k plan? Can you talk us through that, why you would do that, how? And I'll go to you, Marty, first. Some of the benefits of rolling into the new employer's plan is just consolidation. So you don't have to worry about that old employer plan. Uh, The new employer plan, you may love their investment options that they offer. The fees could be lower as well because it's in a large employer's plan. You may even have the extra ability to borrow off of those assets if your new employer allows for 401k loans. So those are some of the pros of bringing that money with you when you start with that new employer. How about you, Samantha? When it comes to consolidation, not always a pleasant conversation to think about, but it also makes it easier for your beneficiaries. So which accounts your loved ones get if you pass away before you've been able to use it all. If it's in one account, it makes them much easier for them to know, okay, they were working for this employer, so their HR can tell me where this account is if it's not well-documented in your things at home. And then again, multiple accounts, they'd have to go to those different places and provide them account information and beneficiary information for each and every one of them. So it can make it simpler for you, but also make it simpler for your loved ones in the event the worst happens. So we've talked about several options. We've talked about leaving the money where it is. We've talked about rolling it over to another 401k, cashing it out. Let's talk about rolling over to an IRA now. And I'll start with you, Marty. The big advantage of rolling your old 401k or or old employer retirement plan assets into an IRA is investment flexibility. So you're not limited by the investment options currently offered by your old employer or new employer. You pretty much have a wide range of investment options to choose from. The downside would be you're losing some of that purchasing power or some of that uh, investment fee uh, benefits you have with your new employer or old employer where the investment fees may be low. You're on your own now, and so you may be paying slightly higher fees on some of your investments. Another thing to keep in mind is employer-sponsored retirement plans have what they call special ERISA protections that can protect your assets from creditors. You may not get as much protection uh, in an IRA account. Excellent. 
How about you, Samantha? So whenever it comes to rolling any money out of an employer-sponsored plan, we use the the age-old paper check. So it's not an electronic transfer. It's very important whenever you're making your decisions to work with that record keeper who's holding the plan. So you make sure those checks go out the correct way, whether you're able to send it directly to that new institution or it has to go to you first. Now, even if it's sent to you, the differences between direct and indirect can really make a difference when it comes to your taxes. So direct rollovers mean the checks made payable to your new company, to that IRA, it's keeping all of that tax-deferred benefit in that rollover. So there's no additional tax or tax requirements from you. It just keeps it all going for retirement. Indirect is where it's paid to you. So the check's made out to you like it was a distribution. And then you put it back in that IRA within a certain time frame. So you've got a very short time frame that you'd put it back in that IRA account And you would potentially have to replace the taxes that were withheld from your own pocket to make sure those don't count as a distribution as well. So often a lot easier to make sure it goes direct, even though it's not an electronic transfer, it's still those paper checks. It can make your tax filing a whole lot easier. So we talked about rollover to IRA, but there's certainly different types of IRAs. One of them is a Roth. Can you talk about just rollovers to Roth, the pros, the cons, and just points that our listeners need to understand? I'll start with you, Samantha. The big thing to consider as far as your options go is whether or not your old employer offered Roth, and if you took advantage of that, and does your new employer offer Roth, and can you take advantage? So that may change some of your options a little bit. If you contributed Roth in your old employer's retirement plan, and now you've moved to a new employer and they don't offer Roth, then you wouldn't be able to move that portion of your account into that new retirement plan. So at that point, that gets a little bit more limited, at least for that portion. Employer contributions, those are always going to be before tax, which would allow that piece to go to that new employer or new plan but the Roth may make it a little bit more complicated. How about you, Marty? Michael, one of the listeners here may be confused. Like, I don't know if I have Roth 401k in my plan or not. A lot of times you could take your latest account statement from that old employer plan, bring that to your new employer or bring that to the new record keeper. They'll take a look at it for you to say, okay, yeah, you do have Roth or you don't have Roth. And they can assist you if you're eligible to move those assets into your new employer's plan. If you can't, for example, let's say you do have Roth in that old retirement plan and Roth contributions are not allowed in your new employer's plan, then you could still execute a rollover into an individual retirement account, an IRA, where you would have a Roth IRA account as well as probably a rollover IRA account in that if you were getting any matching contributions in that old employer plan, They weren't Roth contributions. They were tax-deferred contributions, pre-tax. And so if you do a rollover into an IRA, you're going to have two accounts. You're going to have a Roth IRA account and probably a rollover IRA account. And many institutions, if you're doing a rollover, they'll help you through that process. You could send them that old statement. They'll go through it and help you 
parse out and move those IRA assets into the appropriate vehicle. So that may also be something to consider as well. If your new employer plan doesn't offer the benefit of Roth, and that's something you're looking to take advantage of, maybe neither of those employer plans offered a Roth option. So that may be, again, something to consider whenever it comes to an IRA, because you can then convert that money from before tax to Roth, even though there may be some additional taxes there, but can it allow you the additional savings options in an IRA that your employer plan may not offer? So, Samantha, sometimes we are asked things about whether a person can enroll existing retirement assets into their spouse's IRA or retirement account. Is, is that something that they are permitted to do? That actually is a common question that I hear, Michael. And the answer is no. When it comes to retirement plans, those are all associated with your individual social security number. When it comes to saving for retirement or choosing what type of account, you're only able to move it into another account that's also associated with only your social security number. And so you wouldn't be able to put that account in combined, say, household retirement plans into just one IRA, it would need to be separated between you and your spouse. Marty, I'm curious, is there anything else that a person should think about when thinking about rolling over their retirement assets into an IRA? There are some benefits of rolling those assets from that old employer plan into an IRA, but putting it into a rollover IRA. And the reason for the rollover IRA designation, it allows you the ability potentially to roll those assets into a new employer's plan. Samantha, anything you want to add on that question? Keeping it in that rollover IRA also goes back to some of those account protections that Marty talked about earlier that 401k plans or those employer plans have. Rollover IRAs still hold some of those extra protections, not quite to the level of your old employer plan. So keeping it in a rollover IRA gives you some additional freedoms down the line. So you can put it into a new employer plan, but also keeping those extra protections that employer-sponsored plans have. Another advantage with the individual retirement account and opening up and establishing a rollover IRA account, Michael, is you can also roll over other old 401k plan assets into that same rollover IRA account. There's no requirement that you have four or five or six different rollover IRA accounts out there. They can all be one. They're all employer-sponsored assets, and it keeps intact the ability to roll that large sum into a new employer's plan should you just love their plan and the benefits that they offer. So this has been an absolutely terrific conversation, and I feel like we've covered a lot of ground, so it might be helpful for our listeners to summarize some key takeaways. Marty, I'll start with you. In most cases, it makes sense to move and consolidate those old retirement plan assets. Don't cash them out if you can help it. Keep those assets growing tax-deferred. Now, if you have a financial need and you need to cash those assets out, that's understandable. How about you, Samantha? So when it comes to thinking about the options that you have, consider those four. If you can avoid cashing out, great. The power of keeping money for retirement can go a long way, even small balances. 
and thinking about the the goals of retirement in the long run, it's a gift to your future selves. But if you think about what can happen in the future, it may make some of those decisions a little bit easier. And considering all of them, each has their pros and cons. Well said. I would really welcome from each of you just a final thought, just something as a next step to leave our listeners with as they go on their 401k or retirement savings journey. Marty, I'll take a final parting thought from you. It's well worth your time to reach out to those old employers to see what type of retirement assets may still be lingering out there. You may be surprised on what you find out. How about you, Samantha? I've dealt with occasions where people have passed away and we don't have any updated contact information. We can't even give it to the their families. So always making sure you keep that information up to date. And again, consolidation can really help you. But the other thing is to take a look at what your new employer-sponsored plans offer, your old employer-sponsored plans offer as far as the tools and resources They may have something online, a tool to really show you the power of keeping that invested or really show you the process and help you through the transfers. You never know what those companies offer to help in your decision making. Excellent. Again, just such a great conversation today. And Marty and Samantha, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you, Michael. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Michael. Thank you. Again, I'm Michael Davis. I want to thank you all for listening. Please tune in for our next episode, which discusses how you can feel more confident about your retirement. If you like this podcast, please rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, be well, and I wish you all many confident tomorrows to come. T. Rowe Price, Retire with Confidence. This episode of Confident Conversations on Retirement is provided for general and educational purposes only and is not intended to provide legal, tax, or investment advice. This podcast does not provide recommendations concerning investments, investment strategies, or account types. It is not individualized to the needs of any specific investor and not intended to suggest any particular investment action is appropriate for you, nor is it intended to serve as a primary basis for investment decision-making. Investors will need to consider their own circumstances before making an investment decision. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. The views contained herein are as of the date noted on the material and are subject to change without notice. These views may differ from those of other T. Rowe Price Group companies and or associates. This information is not intended to reflect a current or past recommendation, investment advice of any kind, or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities or investment services. The material has not been reviewed by any regulatory authority in any jurisdiction. The opinions and commentary provided do not take into account the investment objectives or financial situation of any particular investor or class of investor. Investors will need to consider their own circumstances before making an investment decision. Information and opinions presented have been obtained or derived from sources believed to be reliable and current. However, we cannot guarantee the source's accuracy or completeness. Consider all available options, which include remaining with your current retirement plan, rolling over into a new employer's plan or IRA, or cashing out the account value. When deciding between an employer-sponsored plan and an IRA, there may be important differences to consider, such as range of investment options, fees and expenses, 
availability of services, and distribution roles, including differences in applicable taxes and penalties. Depending on your plan's investment options, in some cases, the investment management fees associated with your plan's investment options may be lower than similar investment options offered outside the plan. IRAs and retirement accounts should be considered long-term investments. Both IRAs and retirement accounts generally have expenses and account fees, which may impact the value of the account. Maximum IRA contributions are subject to eligibility requirements. Early withdrawals are subject to taxes and possible penalties. For more detailed information about taxes, consult a tax attorney or accountant for advice. Copyright 2022, T. Rowe Price, All Rights Reserved. T. Rowe Price, Invest with Confidence, Retire with Confidence, The Bighorn Sheep Design, and Confident Conversations, Collectively and or Apart, are trademarks of T. Rowe Price Group Incorporated. All Rights Reserved. T. Rowe Price Investment Services Incorporated. Distributor, T. Rowe Price, T. Rowe Price Associates Incorporated, Investment Advisor.